This weekend will be the first time that I do a show about astrology on Gesundheit with Jacobus. Kathy Garcia from Livingston will be my guest as she introduces her latest book titled The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac. This book focuses on the sun signs, you know, the ones we often check in the newspaper. As I am going through the hero's journey, I realize that the practical application of astrology can be of great help with understanding health challenges. Kathy Garcia will explain what she calls transformational astrology this Saturday morning from 8 to 11. Welcome to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all-natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It's good to be back with you, like I do every Saturday morning. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Chuckster, good morning to you, buddy. Good morning, Jacobus. Fresh and uh, chipper, as always. Well, we haven't screwed up yet. <laughs> well, that's, that's a great, <laughs> great, great consolation. Huh? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, we, I have a, you would. we have a special show today. We're going to talk about astrology. And you know all about it. You, you, you read about it. You, you, you read it in the newspaper every day, I'm sure. According to my sign, I'm a nut. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, you know, I don't Watch often agree. It. I don't often agree with you, but uh, today I'm going with it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Definitely a little nutty. <laughs> well, you see so what, what you're So what is December for. sign, anyways? The who? December sign. Well, part of it is Sagittarius and part of it is uh, Capricorn. Ah. Mm -hmm. What is your sign? Scorpio. Sco oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to find out. Nice about. You know what? A Scorpio has a little stinger in the back. You know, it just, just hooks you. <laughs> just stings you. Just when you'd expect it not to happen. <laughs> well, yeah. You know better than that. Yeah, I know better than that. Better than most. Well, uh, it's going to be a fun program. I really look forward to this. First time I ever done a show on astrology, as I mentioned in the promo. Uh, this is a program about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. Give the experts a chance to talk about what they do for a living or a study they've done, book they've written, and then we uh, we share with them what they do so you become more educated about that specific topic and maybe this is something you want to use in your quest for better health. As always, I want to let you know that uh, when we talk about these uh, things that deal with health, we're not here to diagnose, treat, or cure. The purpose of the show is education, information, and entertainment. Kathy Garcia is my guest. I've known Kathy for a long time, but we have reconnected recently when somebody at the store, Jan, Jan Lynch, who has been a guest on the program, said, why don't you have a show on astrology and talk to Kathy? And I said... I don't know. Why do I need to talk to her? Well, she wrote a new book. I said, oh, okay. Does that help? Yeah. Good book. <laughs> and uh, so we connected. We started talking. I got a copy of the book. I started reading it. 
didn't get to it all because it, uh, for me, it is still a complicated issue. There are certain things I know and understand and it makes sense, but uh, hopefully Kathy can tell us more about what astrology is all about and how you can actually use that for uh, bettering your life and understanding why maybe you have these obstacles on the road, Chuckster. <laughs> this should be interesting. Yeah, I think you will really, really <laughs> come out of these three hours and be in more. She's speaking to me. Oh, boy, will she ever. <laughs> Especially since you said you're a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, folks. Uh, Kathy Garcia is a professional, transformational astrologer. She founded the Three Magi Complete Astrological Services in 1989 as a response to the need for a new approach to astrology, congruent with the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Kathy holds a BA in Anthropology from Tulane University. As part of her undergraduate work, she studied at the University College and London School of Economics. Her minor was in philosophy. Kathy's background in anthropology is evident in her ability to interpret the astrological chart for people from many different cultures and lifestyles. After college, Kathy spent seven years living in Mexico. Back in the States, Kathy married, had three children, and she became a certified Montessori teacher. In addition to her eight years of experience in the Montessori classroom, Kathy has taught newborns through adults. In 1991, she wrote Child Star, a software program designed to help parents better guide and understand their child. Child Star was the first report on the market of its kind. In 1998, with the help of her teenage son and daughter, Kathy later wrote the Astro Journey Report, the first forecast report written specifically for teenagers and young adults, and the only report with a special section to help parents support their children in these important years. Astro Journey was updated in 2005. Had I just known about this <laughs> then? Huh? Chuck, what about you, buddy? Same with your son. Should have known this stuff. Yes. Yes. Kathy then translated Child Star into Spanish. She has published articles in many places, notably Atlantis Rising Magazine, The Montana Pioneer, and The New Health and Directory, both public monthly publications. Her articles have been shared and cited by many groups of people throughout the world. Kathy spent one year as astrological advisor for Matrix Software. She served as a faculty member at the American Federation of Astrologers Conference in Orlando, Florida in 1998. She, was been, she, she has been on a score of radio programs, and she has given astrology workshops throughout the United States and in Mexico. Thanks to advances in global communications, she now conducts astrological consultations from her home in Montana to help people worldwide. Now, there are several ways to get a hold of Kathy. Her number, where you can contact her for to maybe set up an appointment or chat with her, it's 406-333-4804. 333-4804. And she has a website. It's called The Three Magi. The, the Three Magi. M-A-G-I dot com. Kathy, absolutely great to see you. Thanks for coming great to over. See you too. Yes. Thanks. So it was, uh, you got here really early. She was here way before us. She called me at 7.30, said, I'm already here. So, well, that's too early. I still have to go get my coffee. 
That's pretty early. <laughs> it's pretty early. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks, Jacobus, Chuck. Yeah. So we uh, uh, astrology. I um, it it's it's in a way it's popularized by newspapers and magazines and sometimes radio and TV shows just chatting about. Hey, did you read your astrology? That is only a tip of the veil about what astrology is all about. Tell us a little bit how this all came about. Wow. How did it all come about? I mean, about? How, what, astro- what do we know about astrology? How far back does it go? Okay. Well, uh, Carl Jung, you know, the psychologist, mm-hmm. Carl Jung said that astrology was the psychology of the ancients. Uh-huh. So astrology goes way back. And you might say that astrology goes back as far as when man tried to understand himself. I see. And really understand his relationship to the cosmos. Right. How many people listening take the time? We live in Montana. Montana is beautiful. We have the star-studded sky. Yeah. You look at the sky. I think people before might have even wondered a little bit more, you know, what's my relationship to everything out there? What's happening? How is what's out there happening with what's in me here? Right. Right. And so astrology has gone through a lot of different evolutions in time. And... Basically, I'd say in the last century, the major advance in astrology was that of, especially in the West, of choice. Mm-hmm. That of, it, it's not all set in, you know, it's not all set in stone, depends on your choice. And the transformational astrology that I came up with and that I developed was when I really, really saw at the, at the end of the last century that the Aquarian Age was coming in, the Piscean Age was ending, could see it in trends going around, and that we were living in a time of tremendous change. You don't need astrology to know that. Right. right? You're right. You're right. And the change is happening outside of us, and the change is happening within us. Mm-hmm. And the change is happening in our relationships, and it's happening in our families, and it's, and it's happening in, in who we're becoming. Right. So transformational astrology is really the astrology uh, – of becoming, and it's for the soul that wants to govern their stars mm-hmm. rather than being governed by them. So it's all about, it's about choices that we make. Mm-hmm. But when you know astrology and no transformational astrology, you can make better choices because you know what's happening. You know yourself better. You know, you can have a, you understand the person you're dealing with more, the energies of the day. And it, I think we need every key we can get these days. Right. To tell you the truth. Yeah. And I, Know that your your website, the3magi.com, for a long time, I have wondered. I grew up Catholic, and I've wondered why we had three wise men from the East following a star. And I realized that it was not that the star was moving, because obviously the stars are there, but they knew about astrology. And they followed the the astrology to guide them to where they had to go to Bethlehem. That was an understanding for me, and it has fascinated me, but I've just not studied enough of it to really understand it, which is something that you have done. And once you start reading and studying it, this is such a phenomenal, there's so much research done on astrology. Well, I think that I chose the three magi almost as a code. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work with people that were were following their star. Mm-hmm. And the Magi, the Magi were 
kings, they were astrologers, they were astronomers, they were priests, and they they saw the star of a new age. They saw the star, really, uh, of Jesus. Mm. And Jesus came at the beginning of the Piscean Age. Now right. we're at the beginning of the Aquarian Age. Yes. And and I, it was my way of saying astrology can be taken as a sacred science. Mm. It can be, you can read it in the tabloids and you can say, <laughs> do it that way. Or you can really look at it as as something so special and so and and look at it in a different inner way hmm. and it was my way of of telling people that that's if they want people wanted to work that way that was a way i liked to work hmm. okay the astrology of becoming well yeah um the understanding is is what is interesting too is that we have the three magi and the three kings but then we realize that throughout the earlier centuries, as we know them, as well as going through the Middle Ages, we thought the world was flat. Or people <laughs> thought the world was flat. They thought that the the sun turns around the the earth, and it was not until I think Copernicus who developed, who, who realized that it was the other way around. We were moving oh, yeah, around yeah. the sun. And I was reading information on your website, the Three Magi dot com where that totally changed, once it was actually accepted what they said, that totally changed a lot. Tell yeah. us more about that. Well, the way we think about cosmos has a lot to do with the way we think about ourselves. Mm. So, when Copernicus came around and Galileo followed him, and of course, um, Galileo was threatened um, he was actually tortured, mm -hmm. and Copernicus's book was thrown out for 200 years because it threatened what the Catholic Church had put forth as the idea of what cosmos was, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But what happened was that the sun, historically, then people started thinking about the ego. Because now, because now the ego translated as the sun, and mm. you started getting the sun king and the way the governments worked oh, yes. And, yes. and everything. And so now we come into the Aquarian age, and you see, for example, in the workplace, mm. uh, you see that we went from the paradigm of the boss and the employer to teams working together. I see. That's an Aquarian paradigm. Interesting. We're right in the beginnings of it, and we, everyone's always in meetings all the times, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because um, because sometimes you're in a meeting and not everybody's on the same page, mm -hmm. right? So historical astrology is just fascinating, and and that's what was going on there. That we went uh, we went to a sun based thinking. Now Dane Rudia, who's uh, was a my favorite astrologer of the last century. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a book called Galactic Astrology. Mm -hmm. And he said that our understanding of cosmos was going to evolve into an understanding of galaxies. I see. And our relationship to galaxies. Oh. And that we were going to evolve into uh, an age where we would be, um, where we would be, he didn't use the word global, where, where people all over the world would know about their unity and they would be united through love. Mm -hmm. But each mm -hmm. one would have difference. Just like in astrology, you look at all the signs and they all have difference. And uh, it's an exciting co uh, concept, but that our sense of who we are would even go beyond the sun-based ego. Now we would have to stretch further. I see. So then it goes to a much deeper personal level. There's so many changes that happen because of it. And, and uh, we, it, it helps people to understand more about life once they dig a little bit deeper into astrology. I was fascinated going through your book. It's called uh, The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac. 
The Sun Signs. This is your first book in uh, in a series that you're going right. to build. Yeah. And uh, Kathy Garcia is my guest today. And by the way, for those of you interested, if you have time, Kathy will be coming to the Gesundheit Nutrition Center this afternoon to sign books and for you to come over and say hello and maybe have questions. Or ask us on something you heard during the program that you don't get the chance to call in for at 522-8255. The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac. It was incredible. I'm a Capricorn and I was reading it and um, I was going to ask you, maybe you can uh, tell us if it's a good idea that Chuck and I work together as a Scorpio with a, with a Capricorn here. Uh, I'm sure the listeners would love to know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> because a, they've been it's battling. an excellent combination. Is it a good combination? Yeah, actually it is. For him or for me? No, for both of you. I mean, <laughs> sun, signs is, sun signs is just the beginning, but actually it's a great combination. Oh, wow. Jeez, we've had that inner feeling, Chuck. Yeah, but, but the only thing is that, you know, Capricorn. Oh, here it comes. Cap- no, it, no it's, it's actually a very good there's combination. There's always a but. But, you know, yeah, there's always the but. The but's what makes it interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But um, what you like about the Scorpio is the Scorpio's there. He's consistent. He's there when you want him to. He's, he sure is. You know, Never missed a show. That's what. Thank goodness. And that's what you want, you know. Yeah. But with you, you're running everything. You're moving everything. You're telling, delegating. You do this, you do this, you do this. You're telling everybody what to do all the time. And so you kind of need someone who's there, who's steady, who's your anchor, who's got it done. Yep, yep, got it, got it, got it. Boy, she did hit the nail on the head. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Chuck has been with me for almost 14 years. Yep. And he has just and never missed a show. described him to a T. Yeah, you know, you know the problem with Capricorns? What? <laughs> uh, their problem is that not everybody else is a Capricorn, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you know, they're the ones that work beyond hours and, yeah. and they're the first one to get to the job and they're always responsible and doing it. So why, so what they, what really bothers them is that not everybody else is doing the same thing, but not everybody was born a Capricorn, you know. Right. So they have Thank to, God. so they have, so they have to learn to delegate. <laughs> they have to learn to delegate and give people room and things like that. Oh, boy. That's good, isn't it? I tell you, I was going through this book and I, I couldn't mean, believe. I on the head, geez. Yeah, I was uh, looking at, uh, at the signs for my for my children and I go, I like, think you guys Man. must have got together first. <laughs> what is that? You guys must have got together first to discuss. I didn't, even, discuss. I didn't even know he was a Capricorn. No, she didn't. Uh, mm yeah. Well, I'm impressed. <laughs> See? <laughs> but, but my friend Jan Lynch that you mentioned. Is also a Capricorn. She's a Capricorn. But and she's different. Well, yeah, we're all different. I have twins. They're yeah, two minutes That's a- so interesting. They're two minutes apart. Yeah. They have same the exact chart. same chart. And uh, I read it differently for each of them. And they, they have a lot of things in common. They move. One of them was in Europe. The other was in Seattle. They move the same day. Hmm. Uh, they had all these uncanny things. Call my brother because I just got the job. You know, he'll get it too. So all these things happen, but they're very different souls. And every soul is different and every soul responds differently. So um, everyone's astrology is different. Yeah. Yeah. But Jan, Jan was my agent in New York. I'll be darned. And so I, you know... If Jan would say, okay, you've got 20 people, you're seeing them on this day and this day, and this one's going to do this and this and this is where you're going to do it. And thank you. And then I just go and do it. Uh-huh. And I always, you know, I just need a Capricorn in my life to get, to make things happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, when she does a lecture at the store, then she's very organized and she has oh, the handouts amazing. and the examples. Yes, yeah. and very diligent too. Yeah. Anytime uh, you know when when it's quiet in the store, Jen is always doing stuff. She's always uh, figuring out yeah. things and yeah. the issue. The issue, and then I speak a lot about relationships. So the issue about Capricorns and relationships is not doing stuff once in a while. Ah, hmm. relaxing, sleep. What's that? I do it at night and close What's my that? eyes. <laughs> 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 Interesting. <laughs> Kathy Garcia is my guest today on Gesundheit with Jacobus. Her book, The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac, which is, which, as I mentioned in the promo, that's the, that's the stuff you read about in the newspaper <laughs> every day. And then you go like, nah, that's not true. Usually I think that what I read in the newspaper happened the day before. I go like, yeah, that happened yesterday. They're always a day late. And, and I'm a dollar short. Right? Chuck? That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Anyway, well, that's not like why it. I wrote the sun signs. No, that's not why you wrote the sun signs, though. No. But it is the most important one of the most recognizable. For well, us. also, everybody knows, everybody just about knows their sun sign. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Almost everybody knows their sun sign. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I have two children uh, who are born on the same day, two years apart. Yeah. Very interesting, but that makes them total different beings. Well, yeah, but I, but I do know. I mentioned this book in the Sagittarius section. Yeah, uh, two Sagittarians. They're actually like fifteen years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they met in a teepee. They, <laughs> really? they got married on the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought maybe for their wedding present, I'd give them a backpack. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they they love expanding and traveling and nature and and they you know with all their differences. Um, they, they have a lot in common. Hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. We have so much to talk about today because we will talk about, uh, we'll go through the sun signs. And I know that you, as you're listening, you, you know your sun sign. I'm sure you do. And uh, you'll probably hear some things. And if you have any questions that you say, you know, why am I with my sign always dealing with these types of issues? Don't worry about it. Kathy is very gentle. She won't tell you anything uh, that doesn't work. But as you already mentioned about Chuck and myself, she was right on the money right there. (laughs) That is funny. So we have a lot to talk about. Her business is called The Three Magi. And you can go to the three magi, M-A-G-I dot uh, com. And um, you can find more information, maybe sign up for a session with her. So we're going to be on till 11 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we'll join Kathy again. And we'll get, we'll really start digging deeper into the material of today's program. Thanks for listening. We will be right back. Alrighty then. I have a question right off the bat. Go for it, Chuck. Kathy, what? I've always wondered about this song. What are they meaning by the dawn of Aquarius? What? What are they referencing? Well, I don't know exactly what they're referencing, but I know what I'm referencing when I talk about the dawn of Aquarius. What is it? But that song's <laughs> fantastic. What they were really saying, they were saying, uh, we were still in the Piscean age, but, you know, their um, astrological ages are like 2,000 years, a little bit more. And we were about to change into a new age. We were going from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. So, uh, an age is like 2,000 years? Approximately. Yeah. Approximately, approximately. And for example, you know, we talked about the three magi coming and there's, and Jesus and uh, his star appearing. And you see the fish motif. Uh, Pisces has to do, you've heard that Pisces deals with fish. Right. So you see the bishop and the bishop's 
miter uh, yes. on, and you see you see so many and then you see the fishermen and the twelve disciples and you see a walking on the water and oh, you see all these different yeah. themes that go on to help us to work with what Pisces was all about. So now we have a new time coming in, but and this is this is the but. This is the real but, and this is partly how transformational astrology came about. I realized that we would have to, a lot of us were born in the Piscean age, but we were going to have to transform into people of the, of a new age. We were going to have to go through changes. That's so interesting. Now, when did the start of the Aquarian age materialize? Start. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like coming in your birthday and say, this this happened this day and this happened that day. And there's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of controversy. Some astrologers believe it hasn't even started yet. But as I mentioned in my book, when I was observing uh, the way life was going and what was happening with technology, for example, which is an Aquarian concept, that we definitely were moving into the Aquarian age. Now, what do you mean by an Aquarian concept, technology? Well, okay. Well, you ask good questions. I know he does. Okay. Uh, every sign is ruled by different planets. And Aquarius is ruled partly by Uranus. And Uranus has to do with invention. It has to do with, the, you know, in a sense, the precursor. I know that Jacobus likes history. I can tell that already. So the precursor to the Aquarian age, you can see in the revolution, um, the 1776 revolution. Mm. So, American Revolution. So, at that time, 1784, around then, uh, Uranus was discovered. And so, then we start seeing these revolutions coming. Well, we saw also the Industrial Revolution and the Mechanical Revolution. And we saw the the People Revolution in France. And there's been a lot of revolutions. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I don't want to get too far off, but um, I, I heard what you said. So... You know, so we are moving into a new age. We're into the age of Aquarius. It's, and we are part of this age. We are making history, even as history is, is affecting us. Mm. You see? But, and we'll have to get, I'll just mention this. We'll have to get back to it so we don't get off course. But uh, I do mention in my website about the revolutions of 1848. Yeah. When there yeah. were 52 revolutions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was with my daughter in uh, 2011, homeschooling her. And I said, and we were studying about these 52 revolutions around the world. And I said, that feels like right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I took the astrology out, and it was like right now. Uh, it was a Uranus-Pluto square, which we can talk about later. Yeah. But you see the same kind of upheaval coming and people looking for freedom and 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 uh, people overthrowing old orders and not quite knowing their way around. Right. Happening then and happening now. So mm-hmm. we can learn. Astrology can help us learn from the lessons of history so we don't have to repeat them. Wow. Cola called up, and let's see if you're still with us. Are you still with us, Cola? Oh, yeah. Hey, good morning to you, Daniel. First of all, I have something for the hardcore astrology deniers. The Good News Bible, which is a Bible translation like the King James is the new standard, calls the Magi the three astrologers, literally. So a Bible interpretation can read astrologers. Here's the question. There's something called predictive astrology, called in the third house, which should force me to be creative and fun-loving. What did you say? There is something called what? Predictive astrology. That predictive. Pre- predicts things. So my airy sun falls in the third house, which should force me to be creative and fun-loving. Now, I don't have a creative bone in my body, and I have a black cloud that of sobriety that follows me wherever I go. So what happened to predicting in 1944 that I was going to be a party guy and okay I can I can answer your question Daniel okay 
Okay, so we're going to have to see your whole chart, and every soul is different, as I mentioned, right? But if your son is in the third house, that's the natural house of Gemini. It has to do with talk, and you can talk. So that's where your creativity is. You're a good thinker. You talk. You put it all together. I don't know too much about you, but I know that much now. Now, as far as what happened in 1944, we'd have to look at your entire chart. We'd have to look at what was going on. Um, and probably your son has a lot to do with the way that you take things. So if all we needed to know was the son, um, that's all we would study. But it's a good beginning. All right. I'll go talk to myself. Uh, and if I come up with well, you can call me. Oh, 333-4804. Maybe you finally get a better understanding about yourself, Daniel. Yeah. One thing I'll say is uh, when I was in college, I asked them where the astrology section was and said, we don't have any. I said, well, astrology must have some influence on us, just like genetics or psychology or sociology. Why can't you give them a crack at telling us what they think is influencing us? But uh, for some reason... Back then in the 60s, they wouldn't even touch astrology. Hmm. You know, there is um, Oxford University actually has, you know, for many, many, many years has had a Ph.D. Is program. Yeah. Wow. And But it seems to me that you have a tremendously creative mind and a probing mind and you ask questions that are questions that need you sound a little bit ahead of the game. Um, but uh, I wouldn't I would don't agree that you don't have a creative bone in your body, maybe at, at all. I'm having a lot of fun with your questions. God will heal myself up for a while. Well, Daniel, be creative and multiply, buddy. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. All right. I stole the newspaper, which is part of a Capricorn. We like to steal stuff. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> stole the newspaper. There was none at my house yet. I don't know what these kids are doing, but there was one over here in front of the building. So Scorpio today, Chuck. Don't allow anyone to stand in your way. <laughs> the more you put yourself on the line and strive to reach your goals, the happier you will be. Conduct your business in imaginative ways and you will bypass unwanted interference. Well, I'm going to go home and take a nap, so <laughs> I will bypass <laughs> interference. Nobody will be well, I'll tell you what it says on my one. Capricorn, financial matters must be handled cautiously. Don't follow someone else's plan when you should be developing your own. <laughs> Letting your emotions get in the way of a good decision will be your downfall. <laughs> Slow down and avoid impulsiveness. Oh, and it says, P.S., watch out for Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> The best advice you've gotten in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, why did you start with the sun signs in your book? Okay. Well, actually, you know, the, some a lot of people ask me how long it took me to write this book. A lot of people ask me that, and I'll get to mm -hmm. the question. And I, I actually began writing this book about 2007. And then it came to 2012. I had 500 pages. I was up to Saturn, and we decided to make it into five um, into five different books. But at that point, I really focused in. I, I took a year to to really write on the sun signs. But everyone needs to know their sun sign. The sun sign is the point of becoming. Mm -hmm. uh, where you were 10 years ago is not going to be necessarily where you are now. Uh, what really might have tripped you up before may be your point of greatest mastery. So in terms 
terms of becoming more than we were before and fulfilling our destiny, we're going to do it under the ages of the sun sign under which we are born. I see. And once we become, we start having mastery over that sign, we end up becoming teachers of it. So, like, say you have a Taurus, and Taurians always deal with money and how do you deal with money. And so, let's say that this Taurian person hoards their money and they hoard their money and they hoard their money and maybe they lose it and they learn to be non-attached. And let's say they've mastered that and now they are, but then they become somehow in their life, they attract people that had the issue they had before. And so, in all of our becoming, we can narrow it down a little bit to help us out. Mm -hmm. Sun sign is the first no matter what is going on today in your progressions and transits and everything else people look at, the sun sign is number one in this life for you. I see. Because I know uh, often when people have a chart done, they want to know what is when you were born. So it is depending on what is the city you were born in, what time were you born. So that is one thing that a lot of people may not know. They may not have received that information from the parents or they're trying to figure that out. And they don't know exactly what to the minute they're, they're born at. That is all important for something called the sun, the moon, and the rising sign. Yeah. The sun, the moon, the rising sign, but also knowing where the sun will be in a chart. So, for example, in the example I gave about the Taurian, which is also uh, in my book in the Taurus section. Yeah. I once had these, I had a client that did have the sun in the second house of income. And I had a client born the exact same day, some hours later, and had the sun in the seventh house of marriage. Huh. So, they both had to learn the Taurian lesson of letting go. Uh-huh. So I already talked about the person who was holding on to money and lost it. Well, the other person held on to his spouse mm-hmm. and he was so jealous and so possessive. She finally left him. Oh, so they, they both learned the same lesson. I see. And you can't predict how the soul will respond to the lesson that's given them or the circumstance. Right. Mm-hmm. But they learned it in different areas of life. When we know the time of birth, we can, besides knowing the rising sign and the moon, which is very important, we can also tell the staging of things. Mm-hmm. There is a lot to know about astrology. There's a lot to learn. It's constantly changing, constantly moving. What is interesting is that most of the things that we do today, we walk forward, we, the clock moves, moves forward. But when you look at the astrological signs, it seems we're going backwards. Pisces moves into Aquarius. None of us at this point is going to make it to Capricorn. It's going to take about another 2,000 years. But if why is it moving backwards and why the, where we have a Chinese New Year sometime uh, in February or January? And then there is, we have uh, these houses that we talk about, which are the, the signs. But we don't start on January 1st, which would be Capricorn as the first house. There is an Aries as the first house. Is that right? And Aries is from March to April. Okay. Well, um, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't want to get overly technical today. Okay. But so I'm going to address the second question. Okay. Okay. It's true. If you look at what we call a blank chart, it starts in with Aries. Aries, uh, um, where the ascendant is, is the point of me. And especially in the sun-based astrology that we have right now, we always begin with the point of the ego. So, but, and I don't know what your rising sign is. Do you know what your rising sign is? Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there's a a synergy here, right? There's a resonance. Okay. So, so the first house will always. This is our destiny, Chuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, Obi Wan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So 
The first house is always going to tell you about Aryan things. Aries is the me sign, me, myself, and, and me. Mm-hmm. But with Scorpio on it, with having a Scorpio rising, it's going to tell us a little bit more about we're going to, it's going to tell us that you're going to be very focused. When you want to do something, you go right toward it. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes maybe people think you're intense. Anybody oh, ever no. tell you you were intense? She's pounding you. You like it already, oh, I don't you? The first time I wasn't over, I chuckle when he likes to guess. <laughs> uh, we might as well. We might as well tell a Scorpio theme here, since we have Chuckster yeah. and we have you. So every you can also in the book I talk about the symbols of every sign. Every sign has symbols. So do you know what the symbol of Scorpio is? A scorpion. Yeah. No. Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know. What yeah. It is. Well, the symbol is the scorpion. Oh, it is. Yeah. But but Scorpio is the only sign that has three symbols. Okay. So it's the scorpion, the phoenix, and the eagle. Wow. Like the phoenix rising? Yeah. Like the phoenix rising. And so all this is in the Scorpio chapter, but putting it in a nutshell, Scorpio is the sign where, this is why it, this is why a Scorpio is intense. I mean, the scorpion is the sting of death, you know, scorpions, but it, it means that scorpions go through intense experiences of transmutation and transformation and change. And that's what the phoenix, you know, rising up out of the ashes. The eagle represents really being free of selfishness, being a loving, selfless person. So Scorpios are going to have these experiences and these opportunities. And it's an intense sign. It has to be an intense sign. It's the nature of it. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, because I look over here on your website, the3magi.com. It looks like an M with a stinger. Um, yeah. Sign. So, what do you mean? It has three different okay, signs. Okay. Well, can you look at Virgo too, which is on the right three. before Libra? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's an M with uh, with a loop de loop. Yeah. So you see the similarities between those signs? Yes. So you can see the M has to do with mother. I see. And so you see that the mother in Scorpio, it's through the water signs and through emotion and through Virgo. Through Virgo, you know, that's the mother that tells us how to do things in diet and health and, and how we can improve and, rep- and things like that. So they both have issues with, they, they both are concerned with the energy of the mother, the feminine energies. I see. But if you want to see how Virgo and Scorpio, something about Scorpio, go to the chapter in the Virgo section about Mr. Darcy. Do you know who Mr. Darcy was? No, I don't. You don't? You not, seen, not yet. No. Have you ever seen Pride and Prejudice? No, I never saw the movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's just a classic. Yes. Right? Yeah. So in, in it's, 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 a, it's a classic. And uh, Colin who Fur- wrote that? Uh, Jane Austen. Here, oh. See? Oh, really? That's it's right. On, That's uh, right. It's on page 282. 282? 22 and 23. Yeah. So it was, was Mr. Darcy of Virgo. So this is really a classic film, Pride and Prejudice. And, um, it, you know, Jane Austen was the author of it. But Colin Firth. Everyone, Colin Firth, yes. Everyone knows who Colin Firth was. Yes. So he's a Virgo, right? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a Virgo. Okay. Right? And he, when he took this role as Mr. Darcy in this book, it catapulted his career. I see. Right. And it catapulted his career so much that he couldn't, he said, people think I'm Mr. Darcy. 
Okay. But he almost didn't take the role of Mr. Dorsey because he said, you know, he's this, this intense guy and I'm not like that. Huh. Right. But Mr. Dorsey is smoldering and sexy and he goes, well, I'm not really like that. Hmm. You know, but he has Scorpio rising. He is like that. I see. You know, so that gives that intenso that we were talking about. But where, what I, but where the Virgo comes in in the story is that He's this very an aristocratic man, and he's rejected by the woman that he thinks he's better than. I see. Right. Okay. And so, whose name is Elizabeth Bennett in the story. And he realizes that the only way to win her love is to look at himself and really get rid of some of his habits and some of his mindsets. And so, this looking at oneself, which is a very Scorpio thing, and deciding, you know, this is what I have to change in myself, and this is how I'm going to do it, which is, a very, you know, this is really the positive way of looking at Virgo and Scorpio and Mr. Darcy. And you look at Colin first interview, and he says about how he does that all the time. Hmm. So I thought I'd give him a good write-up, something, yeah. different, <laughs> something different than he probably has ever gotten wow. about Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And it's fun. Okay, here's yeah. a question for you. My wife is a Libra, and she's born on October 22nd, which is the last day of Libra before you go into Scorpio, which is October 22nd through November 21st. Right. What can you tell me about that setup? Well, she probably gets along better with you because of that. Because of what? Well, she's a cuspel. She's on the cusp. On the cusp between two signs. But if she were to call me, I'd get her. If she if she calls me, I'll get her a chart. If she knows what time she's born. I think she probably would. If she knew what time she was born, I can tell her exactly. So you come into this kind of a situation that if you're 29 degrees um, Libra, you're very Libran. But if you're 30, degree, 30 degrees Libra is the same as zero degrees Scorpio. So that is the only place that really is the cusp. And you kind of get a blending of the both signs. And you also get the, the testings and the experiences of Libra. You get the testings of Scorpio. Uh, I do. So she probably gets along with you a lot better chuckster because uh chuck because she does have the scorpio because ah. because uh, every sign is is different than the one preceding it so librans are usually pretty try they need balance they don't like conflict scorpio's so intense you know ah. you know but she probably has a little bit of that in her own character uh that helps things out you recognize that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not the only one that does get along with me. <laughs> well, How thank many your, years? How many thank years your lucky stars for that. Yeah, uh, lucky stars. There you go. How long have you been married? Long time. We've been together 41 years. Isn't that something? Wow. But, uh, Seems just, like yesterday. <laughs> Boy, it was a long day. Five two two eight talk is the number. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Holowine, Chuck Martell, the engineer and the man who was coming with the sharp comments today. And Kathy Garcia, our guest, talking about transformational astrology. And she wrote a book, The Hero's Journey, through the Zodiac. This first book in a series is called The Sun Signs, talking about the signs that we all know that were born under. And she will, uh, she has her own website. It's uh, The Three Magi, The Three Magi, M-A-G-Y, of M-A-G-I dot com. You can also contact her if you like to set up an appointment. It's uh, 406 333 
3334804 if you like to call us today on the program and just ask a question because you're listening and you say no I want to know a little bit about my sign by all means do so we have a lot to talk about so we may miss here on there may something so if you give us a call and just ask away we'll love to have a good time with it and of course we're serious we we take you we, you are serious we are can we're you tell serious. we're very serious yeah. not too serious not all Capricorns but no. you know <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I, Fake you know, Chuck, Chuck's question, favors. Chuck, your question, I, I just would like to say that there's a chapter in here, like the Scorpio chapter and the Sagittarius chapter. And I suspect that you have quite a bit of Sagittarius in your chart. What is your date? What, what is your? November 3rd. November 3rd. Yeah. But um, that's, uh, that's where, the, so his son is in Scorpio. But I was talking about Abigail Adams. Okay. And, you know, Abigail Adams is considered one of the, sometimes she's considered one of the founding fathers when you consider of this nation. Mm. Uh, she was so united with John Adams. Oh, that, John Adams, what? Yeah, but their, yeah. but their relationship together was so amazing. And even George Washington would go to her for advice. Um, but she was, she was born on November 11th, so she... Uh, was a Scorpio, but the calendar changed in those days. Mm -hmm. And so then she ended up becoming, being born on November 22nd. And that made her cuspal. You were talking about the cusp. So she had the endurance of the Scorpio that she could get through the revolutionary times and do what women were doing then as the men were in the Constitutional Congress and she was with the children and doing everything in the backbone. Mm. But she also had the brazenness and the zealousness of a Sagittarius. And once uh, she said, she wrote to John, they wrote about a thousand letters between them. She, she said, uh, tell the Congress, tell, tell, tell the Congress that unless they give equal representation to the women, Mm-hmm. We um, are going to revolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that's and that she's a great example of Scorpio Sagittarius. And so, for somebody who's studying astrology, will find a lot of that in this book too. They'll find all these kind of examples. All right. Well, we have a call of a close to a break, but let's see what we can get in. Caller, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Your name, please. How can we help you? This is Clint. Hey, Clint. Good morning to you. Hey. Well, what I called about was this here. You know. I walk on water whenever it rains, and I, and my car walked on water once in a while. Yeah, well, the car hydroplanes, so it it walks on the water. And then when I walk out in the street or something that's rained, I'm walking on the water. Yeah, are you are you a Cancer or a Pisces or something? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to get a little little bit of joke in here, but anyway, what happens is uh, when when a guy thinks about what Jesus Christ said, he says you can go out, and he told his disciples, you can go out and do greater things than I. That's true. If you if you believe, he said, well, Jesus Christ didn't have a car, <laughs> but I got a car, and I'm a scorpion, and my car hydroplane, so it walked on water. <laughs> okay, now you guys both a laugh. All right. Okay, and, and then I walk on water, and you walk on water all the time. Well, Clint, keep doing, keep doing. Uh, what Jesus said that we all can do. What's that? Keep doing what Jesus said we all can do. We can walk on water as he did and make things happen. That's right. You know, it, it's a beautiful Saturday. And I'm not walking on the, in the water today, but them folks in California really need some water to walk on. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Hey, oh, thanks, Clint. I got to run. Okay, well, I'll see you later. I just want to put a little joke in there. Beautiful. Thanks for doing so. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We'll be right back. We have a caller on hold who would like to ask you a question, Kathy. 
Good morning, caller. Your name, please. How can we help you? Morning, Jacobus. Morning, Chuck. Morning, Kathy. This is Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I got a new phone. Sound better? <laughs> I don't know yet. Hey, listen, I was wondering if Kathy could do me a quick read. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Yes. Kathy, what do you need to know? What do you need to know? No, Steve? no, to give you a, a reading, you really need to come and see me. Because it, remember I said I had twins, they're the exact same chart, and I read it totally different for each of them. So uh-huh. so it wouldn't be fair to me or to you to just say, hey, figure me out in three in this one minute phone call. But um, if there if you have a more direct you know, another when's your birthday? August. August uh, what? Twenty seventh, nineteen sixty, and I was born at ten thirty AM. Okay, well, you know, um, read the Virgo section of my chart. Uh, of my book. Remember, uh, read the Virgo section. So this definitely makes you a Virgo. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that's important for you to know. What? Right now. So, uh, with the, the place that your son is at, Neptune is coming into an opposition to it. So the most, one thing that is really important for you is to not worry about anything. Oh, good. I never do. <laughs> you know, and and this this is where maybe Jacobus can come in, and we can have some interesting conversations. But you get Virgos a lot of times in not saying that you have this problem, but a lot of Virgos have problems with digestion or eating, or and it's because they have anxiety, and there's a tendency to have anxiety. Now we all have anxiety sometime, but Virgos are going to be our teachers about how we can have greater faith, how we can have greater peace, and how we can live our lives, and even the way we are happy in our lives so that we can accomplish that as well. So uh, Virgo is definitely one of those very practical signs, but it's even though you search for perfection, you have to have a perfection of the heart. How's that for a nugget? Perfect. I'll see you at one. Okay. Look forward to it. All right, Steve. (laughs) You betcha. Bye-bye. So, Kathy, Scorpios. (laughs) Back to Scorpio. Yes, back to Scorpios. (laughs) Are they noted for... um, High anxiety. Scorpios are intense. And well, well, let's not just say high anxiety. What the Scorpio issue, and it's very, the Scorpio issue is that Scorpios get overly preoccupied with themselves. So it's interesting, <laughs> okay. but but it's an interesting what an interesting phenomena is that when we are in the times of Scorpio, when we're at the end of October and we're going through November, everybody all of a sudden is my you know I'm worried about this or I'm concerned about this or how is this going to work out or you know this kind of a thing, and and the, what I said about the Virgo is true to the Scorpios also. There is this sense of perfection. And we don't really want a human perfection. You can't have a human perfection on earth. So you want to look for the perfection of the heart. You want to look for being a more loving person and you want to let go. And you get all these, all the signs on the fixed love cross, which is Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, and Leo are going to have experiences in life to teach them to, uh, to not, not hold on to the point of trying to control life to make things happen. How to let go. That's interesting because Beth is always telling me, Chuck, you gotta let it go. She's right. That's why you're still with her. But the reason why I wrote that, just don't let her said, go. It's easier said than done. Well, that's why I wrote this book. So you'd have a little bit of understanding of the how. We're, you know, part of the times that we're in right now, mm-hmm. the age of Aquarius is a lot about the how. It's mm-hmm. about how to do things and how we can 
how how we can do it. So mm-hmm. letting go and knowing we should let go, great. But uh, yeah. you know, it's like telling a Virgo about not worrying about things, great. But how? And mm-hmm. that's that's the journey. I see. Yeah, and that's, that's what the journey, journey. And that's the journey. The journey is the experiences and the moving through life of the of becoming of greater master having greater mastery the how the how is so so fascinating good morning caller thanks for joining us today what's your name how can we help you please hello i am rick hi rick hi hello rick. to chuck and uh kathy i appreciate hey rick how are you yeah I tell you, Jacobus, have an astrologer. You get many calls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's Very true nice. because it's so it, it's such a fun, but also interesting topic. Uh, because when you call in, you hear something about yourself that you really recognize because that is just part of your life, but you never thought about it. Well, and it can be as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. I think that's right. Boy, do I make it complicated! Right? Here's my question for Kathy. Yes, Kathy. Yeah. Hi, Steve. I uh, Rick. This is oh, Rick. Oh, hi, Rick. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Rick. I had a complete reading uh, in 1989 okay. by a local person, mm-hmm. and she uh, wrote up a, a chart, which I still have, you know, like a – and uh, I wondered, what what does it mean to do a complete reading at a time like that in 18, 1989 and to do another one now? And if you looked at that chart, would it tell you something? Okay. Well, first of all, astrologers believe that that which is born in a moment of time takes on the properties of that moment. Okay. Right? So that's why people can go to an astrologer and say, what's the best time for me to set up my business or to, to get married or to do these different kind of things? Uh, so when you, and when the astrologer is reading the natal chart, um, and takes, you know, what is often called a reading. She's trying to give you, uh, some of the, the basics, and I call it the basics, uh, configurations in your chart are going to tell you about the same things that you experience. Now you're, you know, the expression of, oh, I can't believe this is happening all over again, right? You know that, Rick? Mm-hmm. Well, your same things may not be the same as my same things, right? Mm-hmm. But they happen over and over again because your soul wants to be, wants to master them. Right. But as you grow and as you mature and as you have different experiences and meet different people, you also meet and and also as the transits come in and certain cycles come in, you meet yourself and the experience of your life and the pages of your life in different ways. So it's good to uh, so it's very informative and helpful to constantly be to every six months or so to be updating your chart. Now, the fact we live in a time of change right now and we can get into this later, but it's almost an X factor of to be in the right place at the right time uh, because part of what is going on in the world, uh, this kind of change could affect any of us at any time. There's almost a little bit of unpredictability about it. Right. So, um, yes, uh, to update your chart would be a very would be very helpful. Also, we'd look at what was going on with you then and what was happening, and we can maybe see the cycle repeat itself. Sometimes people say this is happening. We can see that that happened twelve years ago, and then it happened twenty four years ago, and then oh, you yeah. can you can break the pattern or you can expand upon it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very interesting. So, if if I did a complete reading now, would it be of interest for a you to look at that one that was done at that time 
uh, either after or before the complete reading we would do now. Well, it's, really the question is, would it be of interest to you? I don't need to look at that that one, but if there was something that really stood out in your mind and that you thought was really right on and spot on and you want to bring up to me, yes. Uh-huh. But, for example, I'll, you know, I'll say, what's on your heart? Tell me about it. You may tell me about some issue, and let's just say uh, we bring it back to a situation with your, your family that you had when you were 15 years old, mm-hmm. right? Well, then we'd say you had a chance when you were this old and then this age, and, and is, that, is that still happening with you? Did that astrologer talk to you about it? And if so, we can talk about the timing of when you, get, you can deal with it again and what your choices are, how you can, how you can choose better, do better. Yeah, yes. Well, I think uh, that's very interesting. I have one other question. What's that? And when you know the time a person dies, does that mean anything in terms of when other people are born? Does that make sense? If it means anything, I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I haven't looked at that. Like at the time when Edgar Casey died. Yes. Which I remember, I don't remember all the details, but I remember looking into it because it was very close to the time when I was born. And of course, I said, well, that's kind of a lot of woo-woo, but it was interesting to me at that time to look into that, you know. I, I personally, that doesn't make, that doesn't do anything for me. Personally, I don't look at that, so I can't really comment on it. But if you're interested in Edgar Casey, you can go look at my, get my book and read the Pisces section. I would love to read your book. What's it called? Jacobus? It's called uh, The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac. And this is a book called The Sun Signs. It's about uh, 330 pages long. It's uh, very interesting, very clearly explained. But uh, she will be at the store this afternoon, Rick, from about 1 to 3.30. And she has copies with her. She'd be glad to sign a copy and chat with you and get to know you. That will be fun. So if you happen to do it that way, that will be uh, one way. How else could people get the book if they can? Cannot get to the store today. They can go to the three magi.com. The three magi.com. They can call me at 333-4804. I uh, can go on Amazon.com, especially if you want to buy several volumes. Uh, or you can go into Hastings Bookstore. Hastings has it. All yeah. right. Cool. Well, thank you, all three. And, and be careful that, that Chuck, he's a dangerous Scorpio. Oh, he sure is. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of warnings about him. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you, Rick. All the best. All right. We are discussing the Zodiac and astrology, and more specifically, what Kathy calls transformational astrology with Kathy Garcia. Caller, good morning. Thank you for joining us today. What is your name? How can we help you, please? Hello, this is Judy, and it's not Clint, whoever is on your... (laughs) Judy, I'd rather talk to you anyway. Everybody thinks it's Clint, so I never get the call. Yeah, I don't understand Clint. He's talking about <laughs> walking on water, changing, changing fishes into wine. I thought he was I talking about changing his oil. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I wanted to ask Kathy was, um, uh, what do you know about uh, people that are in the same sign, but in the Chinese zodiac, they have the year the the lion or the tiger or the goat or the pig or... Mm-hmm. Uh, what 
do you know about that? Well, not that much, really, to tell you the truth. I mean, you could all all you can read the year you were born in according to the Chinese zodiac, and as it makes sense for you, it's a pretty broad concept. Um, you can use it and that to help you in that regard. I I think that astrology, as as uh, I study, is going to be a lot more detailed. Going to give you a lot more detail. I mean, are you? Are you? Do you want to know about the uh, the Chinese astrology, or did you want to know about two people being born under the same sign? Yeah, people born under the same sign. Yeah, I'm not a Chinese. Uh, no, no, she does means forget about the Chinese. Just oh. say in a different year. Yeah. Uh, so I I take it you and Clinda in the same year, or on the same under the same sign. No heavens, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> heavens, no. Okay, well, this question came up before, and uh, again, you can look in my book about in the Scorpio section, and you can read about Abigail and John Adams. Okay, and they were both Scorpios. Uh huh. Although she was on the Scorpio Sagittarius cusp. Yeah. Right. And to get through what they had to get through at that time, what it required of them individually and together, I think they needed to be Scorp have the Scorpio influence because it, it took uh, an endurance. It took ability to see things out to the end. It took a sacrifice that not everybody is capable of mm. and, and a sticking to your guns. And uh, so in, but, um, but sometimes when you're in, you know, so if you're in the same sign, you're going to have a lot of the positives. You're going to have a lot of the the difficulties. You'll understand one another, and you could feel like your kindred souls. Like my editor, my editor Dennis Willette, uh is a Libra, like I am, uh-huh. and uh, we just worked like hand in glove. Hmm. Interesting, hand in glove. And I'm a Libra, and and Clint is a Scorpio. Well, yeah. there you go. Uh-huh. Well, you see, that that's what I was talking about before with uh, Chuck. Chuck, because Librans have, for Librans, conflict is very painful. Very, very painful. Almost physically painful. Libra's a sign of balance. And Scorpios go in there and they like to expose and they're so blunt and, you know. And so sometimes it can feel like you're going through surgery, but then you come and you say, well, and you try to calm them down. So you have to learn to, you know, a lot of times I I give people the advice, especially couples, to just put on some music and dance together. Well, that's what we've been dancing together for a well, long keep, time. Keep, dan- keep dancing. <laughs> you know, you might find out that you dance a little bit differently, but then you figure out how to dance to the music. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and keep in mind, uh, Judy, that uh, Kathy's she has a she has twin sons. Uh-huh. They're born two two minutes apart, and she said, and still they have complete different. They have certain different characteristics, so they're, they're still different. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, I studied this when I was a teenager, so kind of brings back a lot of what I read. Good for you. Can I mention something about my sons? Please. Um, but for example, my sons um, with Saturn, they have the uh, a Moon-Saturn connection in their chart. So one of them, Eugenio, he's very calm. He's very, very calm. Mm-hmm. And Eduardo, like his heart's on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. His heart's on his sleeve. So it, it almost seems opposite. Mm-hmm. But Eduardo can get through a crisis situation. Just say it's my life. It's what you have to do, and and just be there and be the rock. Mm-hmm. And so they both show this sense of calmness, mm-hmm. but in a different way. Yes. But you can find it. So when you get to know someone, and you're talking, and this is where astro- anthropologists help me. When you talk to them and interview them, you see how they the signs of how they interpret. 
the mixture of the, the influences under which they're born. I see. So they're similar but different. Yes. Right. Everybody's his own man. That's right. That's or woman. That's Thank right. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. Okay. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Bye-bye. I don't know how much time we have for this, but what? why do you call it the hero's journey through the Zodiac? Okay, I think we touched upon that life is a journey. Mm-hmm. And the hero, the, the hero is who we all are becoming. But... You can look, it can be the self-realized person. You can look at it that way. Uh, you can look at the, the Christ-like person. It's the highest you that you can think about. But you can think of the highest you as a Capricorn and Scorpio and Sagittarius and Cancer. And you see the soul, really, um, astrology includes an understanding of reincarnation. So if you can see the soul being born in these different signs in different lifetimes to master different aspects of self, let's say you don't believe in reincarnation, that's okay because you can still understand what you're working with. I see. But the idea is that it's the prism. It's like looking through a crystal mm-hmm. and that we're all, we're all try- becoming, we're all trying to become self-realized people, but we're going to do it through a different angle, a different mm-hmm. energy, a different chakra. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, but that's what our journey is about. It's about our becoming. And the transformational astrologer will try to figure out where you're at because you'll interpret the chart completely different, mm-hmm. differently depending on where someone's at mm-hmm. in their journey. And that's what I liked about your answer to Rick. Uh, things are always changing and we always make decisions. Every day we make decisions that may help us to keep moving forward or it may actually give us some setbacks and based on the choices we make and where we end up that will have an effect on the way our astrology adjusts itself or changes so to say but we still have the net title of the book the sun signs we still know what we're born under and it will explain some of the challenges we are facing every day yeah and also a little note to what you just said which is absolutely true is what we learn from the lesson just say we make a choice and it ends up taking us to something which we think wasn't maybe it wasn't the best choice what do we learn from that mm-hmm. that that becomes a learning experience that helps us make a better choice a more enlightened choice the next time all right great appreciate your listening we will be right back It was just a full moon. Seems to be a pretty good moon. It was not a bad moon. Yeah, how did you yeah. do? I I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know how I did. I guess little little ups and downs, but nothing major happened, I think. How about you, Chuck? I was born under a bad sign. I've been down since I learned to crawl, and if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. (laughs) (laughs) But who loves you, baby? (laughs) You, Jesus, and Elvis. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. This is funny. No, but you know that that moon, that full moon mm-hmm. is the one that I tell most people to really know about. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was asking you how you did, and maybe I can ask people who are listening how they did. My daughter gets really emotional. Well, but the well full moons a lot of people can get emotional, but that one, the one and the one in the end of August is the one that trips m- more people up than any other full moon that I've seen. Oh. And I have to tell you that I got through the full moon about I could have I could have blown it like four times, but I remembered full moon, full moon, hold your peace, hold your peace, hold your peace. Mm. Everything that's not working, you get into these little impossible situations, you can see what's wrong, so you can actually have these emotional explosions or be very negative and very critical. But that's not what you 
supposed to do? That's not the best choice on a Virgo full moon. Yeah. So you decide to make a list and write down everything you have to do and how it's going to be. And you later you'll take care of it and, mm-hmm. and be grateful and you get through it fine. Wow. Well, I know on a full moon, it affects my calves. Huh. Every time there's a full moon, they just run around like crazy animals. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. And they're usually so cool, calm, and collected. Well, maybe they're a little bit more in touch with cosmos than most people today. <laughs> well, I always ask for my daughter if she's she got a broomstick out when it's a full moon. Was she born during a full moon? She uh, actually, I don't know. She's a Sagittarius. Anyway. And we have a caller who is patiently waiting to talk to Kathy Garcia today, who is my guest on Gesundheit with Jacobus. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining us. What is your name, please? Uh, my name is John. Good morning. Hey, John. Crazy March hairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You all sound like you're just hopping around in that room. <laughs> today we're having a good time because uh, we're being told about ourselves and we just have to have a good laugh about it. No, well, that, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. That, you know, spring. We're all we're all just coming up from the earth now. You know, uh, yes. Everybody's reborn in a new sense. I, I hope. Mm. I hope um, also. Like you, Jacobus, I write my questions down, so so I've got them organized here. Um, first, I'd like to ask uh, Kathy how much she charges to do a chart. Well, you can go on my website and you can see all my. Um, my prices, right? But um, but I'll tell I'll tell people that are listening today that if they do give me a call at three 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 four eight zero four and they want a natal chart done, I will do it free of charge. Wow! For today's listeners, that's very nice. It can't be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, John, I did look at the uh, uh, at Kathy's website. And she has a range of prices depending on what you want. And so that's why I think it is better to check the website. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my chart done by a lady back in the early 1980s. Uh, and she drew it out like a big circle and had a bunch of plot points and then connected lines, seemed like to me. Um, and she thought it was odd that all my lines and plot points were on one side of the circle. Is that unusual? Well, um, first of all, you brought up an interesting point, and the point is about the circle. So when we talk about infinity, we talk about cosmos, we look at the sky, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So the circumference is kind of an illusion. It's an illusion that allows us to talk about stuff. But when you look at a chart, the first thing you're going to look at is the pattern. So sometimes the, it's like pickup sticks, and sometimes you let go of them, and they're all over the chart. So that's going to be somebody who many areas of life is going to be their staging. Now, if yours are on one side, I'm not sure which side that is, but you're going to be focused. You're going to be concentrated on that si- on the fares of that particular part of the chart. Like, like if there's someone who it's, if, if it's a lot of, um, in the seven, sixth, seventh, and eighth houses, they're going to have a lot to do with dealing with other people. And somebody has it on the other side, well, their first point of reference is going to be their self. Um, that kind of a thing. I see. So, so it's nothing alarming anyway. No, not at all. And, and, you know, another, uh, something interesting is also when you're looking at what's happening when and how it's going to happen, um, most people have career heights when, um, 
during a certain astrology when actually when Saturn goes through the 10th house. So, um, but- uh, What is the 10th house? The 10th house is career, the Capricorn house. Capricorn. It's career, reputation. Okay. And I, I remember I had a client once and he had been in the- uh, legislature and he been, and now he says, well, I'm just a lawyer. And I said, well, don't worry. You know, in so many years, you're going to be big again. So don't sweat it. Right. But he sweated anyway, but he ended up becoming the mayor, you know, when the cycle came around again. <laughs> but then, so, so if you look at the presidents and everything, that's pretty, it's basically that way. But Ronald Reagan, who ended up, uh, he was going to have Alzheimer. He, uh-huh. he had it when Saturn was at the bottom of the chart. It was still a place of change, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, but the way the timing of his life came, he had to take advantage of it. Yeah. So no, nothing, there's nothing, look, whatever your astrology is, it's good. There's no bad astrology. That's right. Because it is your journey and it's all about you. So it's, it's great. You wouldn't, I'll tell you in writing this book and going into every sign, you wouldn't want anybody else's astrology, believe me. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that leads right into my next question, actually. Uh, I'm an Aquarius and I haven't heard any of your callers yet call and say they were. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, as far as that goes, I guess I, I exhibit most of those traits, um, uh, at least the, the broad based ones. Um, but you know, what's interesting, uh, it seems like a lot of what I hear is kind of upbeat about, uh, how people relate, uh, from one side to another and whatnot. But what about the downside of it? Do you ever look at somebody's chart and say, uh oh. Yeah. You want me to tell you the downside of an Aquarian man in a relationship? Well, no, I, I think more like, like looking into a crystal ball thing. Is there ever like a point in time in the future where you can say, wow, uh, in the month of this year, you've got to really be careful uh, because this stuff is lining up and it looks bad for you in that month. Do you ever get anything like that? Well, I wouldn't use that language ex- um, exactly. I wouldn't use that kind of a language. Uh, I would put it in a different way. And it would depend what the name, what you're talking about. If you're talking about a relationship, there are times when we have crises. There are times when we want to support one another. But uh, I can't help but tell you about Aquarius men. I have to get it in. Okay. So one you have th- to get it in. Well, you know, he said, do you ever talk about the, the downside? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aquarius is an air sign. You seem to know a little bit about astrology, right? Yeah. Aquarius is an air sign. And Aquarian, but and Aquarians are very friendly. You know, it has, it has to do with humanity, but Aquarians can also, when they, when they feel hurt or they, uh, they can go into their own space. And I call it octaving out and it drives women mad. Hmm. And, and so Aquarius is a sign where you have to learn to be more loving. So rather than going, Aquarians will need their own space somehow, but they need to learn to come back and to talk to the person and, and to be, allow themselves like Leo's to be vulnerable in relationships oh, to I grow. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, interesting. Uh, my last question is, uh, has the church proper ever reconciled astrology or is it still perceived as heresy? Well, I'll tell you, I have a client who just called me yesterday after not hearing from her for many years. She called me maybe uh, 25 years ago. And she said, well, I don't know if the Pope will agree with this, you know. So, and we went through that whole thing. And so I said, look, I'll bring you closer to Christ by working with you. I promise you that. And by understanding yourself and your path. And, and afterwards I said, you know, prayer really can help a lot. And I, and she was Catholic. So I worked with her with archangels and, and so she's still my client now. Huh. I said, I'm not, you know, you're, I'm not superstitious. We're not saying that something is greater than your relationship with, with God. Hmm. Try to work with people wherever they're at. Hmm. So whatever the, the Pope thinks. Ago, 
weren't they still burning people at the stake kind of thing for, for dabbling in that? Well, that's a whole other story, and it's because you can also talk about the times when that's a whole other story in cosmic history, mm. you know, because there was a time when, when it was very much um, – uh, a sign, for example, with uh, if you were a Jewish doctor, you had to be an astrologer too. And and really, this goes into another study, which is about mysticism. Yes, but it's a whole. That's a different radio program. Maybe I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Somebody wake Chuck up. I don't hear him in the background anymore. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. Hey, thanks, thanks, John. Have a great day, everybody. You betcha. Bye-bye. Kathy Garcia is my guest today on Gesundheit with Jacobus. Her book, The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac, Part 1, The Sun Signs. Uh, she also calls it Transformational Astrology. And the book is available at Hastings Bookstore. It's also available at Amazon.com. But you get over 300 pages. It will give you so much enjoyment going through it and i tell you i am not uh, i'm a very novice at uh, astrology myself but going through the book the introduction was extremely all your introduction pages before you really jump into it was very well written very uh, it makes me it made me think <laughs> uh, i go like wow this is so well put into words i i understand what you're doing with it now some of them are uh, more complex, and we can talk about that. Uh, I started reading about uh, Aries. My wife is an Aries. I started reading about Capricorn because that's what I am. And um, it, it is so recognizable. It's just amazing. And and like you said, you really don't want to be anybody else's sign <laughs> because you have complete different challenges. As far as that is concerned, there is no injustice in the universe. There it's, is no injustice. Believe me. Yeah. Believe me. I remember when I was writing the Virgo chapter and I said, oh, you know, Virgo, things come back so quickly. And and I said, this is tough, you know. And and then this uh, friend of mine who's a Virgo says, oh, no, it's not. You just learn from everything. You keep doing it better. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is my moon sign, Virgo. I'm on the cusp of Virgo Libra. Ah. Yeah. Well, you know, you work with nutrition. Mm. And you and Virgo, I remember we were talking about Virgo, and I said Virgo has to do with health and habits and um, diet. And it's one of the healing signs. Scorpio is a healing sign also. Mm. So how can we, how can we eat better, think better, uh, live better so that we can heal ourselves and, and, and live a bit of a healthier life? So it's mm. really right up your alley. It's perfect. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. I really feel that in my life doors have opened and, um, I was able to step into it and make those choices, and it has been uh, the whole field of health has become an absolute passion of mine. I just enjoy really enjoy what I'm doing. I don't even feel I'm working. I feel that I'm just live, playing in a playground. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the awesome. same way. But when, when I was reading your website, I was thinking, well, what we have in common is this is what I can give you, but where we go with it depends on you. Mm. And, mm. and, you know, and I'm going to be talking to you and asking you, it really, I see you when you're talking to people at Gesundheit and how everything's very personal and it's very, it is. and, and so that's why you have to interview the person. You have to talk to them. You have to see where they're at and, and, and then where, you know, how they can take the ball and run with it. Mm. It's not one set formula for everybody. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Everybody has their own story to tell and they, they share that. Now there's definitely certain commonalities. If somebody comes in, 
with a thyroid problem or with a uh, with heart disease or worries about cholesterol. Obviously, there are certain there are certain information you can share with them, but still, there are always different connection points to another health issue. Yeah. And when you bring that up to people, then they say, yeah, that's that's what I'm dealing with. That's right. So Yeah, and then you find somebody, for example, who they may have a Leo moon or not necessarily always the sun sign. Maybe this person has an issue with anger. Uh, they have um, problems with their heart or they have problems with their back. Mm-hmm. And maybe in treating that problem, they come to resolve the other mm-hmm. or, or vice versa. Or sometimes somebody really needs um, a vitamin. Right. And or they need it. There's something missing in the nutritional picture right. that keeps them on the negative side of things. Mm-hmm. And so what I try, what I hope to find is, deal, is working with people like yourself where everything is networked. Correct. And so you, you're learning all these different things, but it's really all the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great point. You talk about words such as transits. What do you mean by a transit? Okay. So, for example, you have the sun in Capricorn. Um, do you mind right. if I ask you what day you were born? December 23rd. Okay. December 23rd. So, like, yeah, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So, um, so there's a Pluto's in Capricorn right now. Right? And so we could talk about what happened with you a few years ago and Pluto went over your sun. That would be a really important time in your life. So we take a snapshot of the heavens when you're born, but then a transit is where the planets are now, how they're affecting your chart, and they tell us the cycles, when things start, what the opportunities are, what the challenges are, when it ends. It's very useful information. So when we look at the stars, so we have the the different stars lined up in the sky that tell us this is the Gemini, this is the... Then there are planets, as planets move around the sun, They, what you're saying is those planets move through those star signs, and that's what you're talking about. Well, we see the planets, we see the stars, as, uh, even like we have bodies as instruments, uh, almost like the orchestration of light or energy that's coming down. Correct. And so, in the, and this is why, this is my personal take, for example, on why I am against abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, for the soul to get exactly what they need and meet certain people at certain times mm-hmm. and and to have the exact combination of planets to give them the exact uh, cycles that they need. It's so how if they miss it, how can they get it again? Right. You know, when you see right. generations of people mm-hmm. and people who, who are born during certain generations, they have mandalas and experience is very pacific. Mm-hmm. It's very even in a nation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, it does. It does enter the question. I understand now. As things keep moving, they move in front of each other, or they, uh, you know, planets are moving in front of a star, a star sign. There is a difference between the energy of the different planets. I hear you yeah, say yeah. Uranus, Pluto. How did the fact that science all of a sudden says that Pluto was not a planet? How has that affected uh, astrology? Doesn't make a difference to me. That's doesn't ridic- make a difference. That's, a, that's ridiculous. Uh, science says it's not a planet, but it doesn't change. What matters to me, whether it's a planet or it's not a planet, it's the way that it manifests in people's lives. I see. Now, mm-hmm. you can wake up, for example, you can just say you don't even know astrology, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You can feel grouchy, la, la, la. And you, maybe you figure it out and you decide that you're going to you know, play golf that morning. You're going to get this energy out. You're going to jog. You're going to do whatever you do. You're going to meditate, do some yoga, and you're going to not let that energy get to you. Maybe you have that much self-mastery so to speak. But 
I can, I'll wake up and if I feel that, I go, oh, that means Mars. You know, Mars, it may be a transit in the world. It may be on my chart. I know that's Martian energy, mm-hmm. that the kind of thing that gets you irritated or piques you. I look at my little book. I say, sure enough, that's what it is. And I know that it's my responsibility, mm-hmm. not the person who's going to give me, touch my buttons that day. It's my responsibility. It to is. Keep, it's my opportunity to keep my harmony that day. Yeah. But knowing it, Gives me an edge knowing this full moon. I can't tell you how that helped me personally knowing full moons in Virgo and a lot of things can happen, but nothing is going to get me off my center of peace. The full moon this time was Th- in this Virgo? One, and I could have, like I said, I, there's like four different things happening. How do you determine that? Uh, well, how you do have you know a, it's Virgo? Oh, well, you have an ephemeris. Or you call the astrologer. Oh. You, or you look at Raphael's almanac. Oh. You know, and huh. it's, there's, or you go online huh. and you figure out where the moon is. So the moon, the, that's my next book. So the moon is in front of that specific sign? The moon, go, the moon, the moon has a 30 day cycle. Correct. And it goes through all the different signs during that time period. Of course, you bet. Right. Uh-huh. The moon has a lot to do with emotion. And it's a whole fascinating subject, especially in relationships. A lot of times what is happening in relationships has more to do with the moon than even with the sun because the moon deals with the subconscious and emotion. Ah, and okay. once and once you've mastered the moon, then wow. Hmm. So the the next book that is coming out is on the moon sign. Mm-hmm. But, the, yeah, but it but it's in but I just want to say that the moon is a reflection of the sun. Okay. And so for the the a moon reflection of the sun. Mm. Yeah, it it reflects the sun. When it we does. say it's a full moon, the moon yeah. doesn't change, it's just that this the light of the sun is on it. Correct. Right. So when we are like if we're in a Virgo if we're okay, the full moon was the full moon was in Virgo, the sun was in Pisces. If someone starts complaining and why don't I have more money and I don't feel well and blah 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 then they're gonna tend in Pisces to get depressed. If they re- if they say, you know, uh, I'm really grateful for what I have. I'm going to have to work on changing this or that, or maybe I'll look at my diet. Then in Pisces, they're going to have um, more faith and they're apt to walk in the waters. I see. You see? So there's a relationship between the sun and the moon. Hmm. Hmm. I have joked at times or come on a show and say, hey, we are on Mercury retrograde. And then Chuck starts laughing, and then he's wondering why the computer isn't working, and why the CD doesn't play, and why he is messing up with the buttons. And I said, well, we're a Mercury retrograde. And um, Mercury retrograde, maybe you can tell us in a nutshell, but I also like to ask you, uh, are other planets, Jupiter, Uranus, go in retrograde, and do they have such an effect on us? That's a great question. You know, I noticed today that the only retrograde planet we have right now is Jupiter. It is. Yeah, I noticed that. So the thing is that when there's a retrograde, it gives us a chance to revisit things. Oh. So if you revisit it and and then you do the same thing you did before, Mm -hmm. then hello, you know, but it gives you a chance to revisit things. Basically, um, during a retrograde cycle where it appears that the planet is going backward, but it changes its energy. So during a Mercury retrograde, if you're trying to go forward and do things the same way you do, you're apt to be tripped up. I see. But the thing is, in communication, which is what has to do with Mercury, you're dealing with the whole world. So even if you get it right, doesn't mean everybody else gets it right. Okay. But Mercury retrograde could be a great time for revisiting the plan that you were going to do, yeah. for looking at the details. Uh, you probably should 
look at your computer and everything else and check in, uh, ahead of time. But um, it, it, you have to know how to take advantage of every cycle. It can be see. a great cycle, Mercury, Mercury retrograde. It is. And uh, we, we have a good laugh at times, right, Chuck, about when Mercury retrograde comes around. We, uh, we, when we talk about examples, we usually come up with some examples where it is going Oh yeah, but people blame they, they they go oh it's because of my Mercury retrograde. It's the you know if people, Mercury when <laughs> That's there's my a retrograde story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> a retrograde brings out the feminine energies. I see the intuitive energies. So it, yeah. so when there's a retrograde, you get to work. But it but in terms of events, things aren't happening necessarily. They um they may be they may, it may be more in a in a check it out stage. Yeah, and so you said we are in Jupiter retrograde right now. Yeah. And what is some of the energy we're dealing with? Well, Ju- Jupiter is in Leo. Jupiter is making some, which is a is a very great place to be. Um, but the, sometimes when the retrograde is, if you're trying to accomplish something, um, maybe it's not going to come forth the same way it might when it goes direct and if uh, later on. Uh-huh. But um, but it's Jupiter retrograde. So I'm not overly concerned about Jupiter retrograde. Certainly not like Mercury. I see. <laughs> because because so much that we do has to do with communication. Yes. I, I remember once that I was actually giving a talk in New York City. I was at the airport, and they went to the wrong airport during Mercury retrograde. Oh, boy. They had my flyer with the wrong place mm. and at the wrong hour. Oh, boy. Right? And it was a Mercury retrograde. It was like a perfect Mercury retrograde situation. Um, but um, we were able to work it all out. Yeah. So the thing, or the other part of Mercury is keep your cool. Mm. <laughs> Uh, not superstitious great stuff fun stuff gonna take a short break when we come back hour number three thanks for listening we're gonna be right back Uh, understanding astrology can really help you in working on your health you know me as a doubting Thomas it's part of the act and uh, (laughs) to tell you the truth yeah. I didn't think the show was going to be as much fun as as, as it has been. <laughs> I'm glad. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, it, it's uh, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that, Chuck, and I I agree with you. Uh, there is so much information and and as I talked to Kathy a little bit and and talked to Jan Lynch who has worked with Kathy, she said Kathy really can do a great job on the show because she can bring it down to a level we can all understand. Good speaker, too. Yeah, good speaker and very direct. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Gemini. And look, see how she stands like a Gemini. She just goes like, I don't, I'm not a Gemini, I'm a Libra. Uh, that's what I mean, Libra. Why do I keep saying Gemini? Straight, yes, Libra. That's right, <laughs> Libra. That's what I mean. The Libra is balancing. Gemini's twins. That's right. I was thinking about Gemini. He must have picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> He has an uncanny ability to read my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling I know, you. I know. <laughs> but uh, no, it there. is. But you are correct. It is a, it's a fun show because uh, people call in and ask questions to, pertaining to themselves or maybe somebody else who is close to them in their life and want to get a little understanding. And, and that's the fun part of the show. You'll see stories about well-known people throughout time who were born under a certain sign and then she explains that and all of a sudden of course history gives us 2020 vision but still incorporating the the sign the sun signs and the astrology of these individuals you see that they all we all make choices every day in our lives and those choices will either get us 
further on the path that we walk, or it may give us some setbacks, but there is really no wrong choice. It is just what do we do with the choice? And so that is a very interesting thing, and that's why it's good that Kathy Garcia mentioned that there is no bad astrology. It is it is what it is. And uh, I was looking here earlier at an email today, March 7, 1965, which is, uh, what, 50 years ago? is It was Bloody Sunday, played out in Selma, Alabama, when police and marchers clashed. It was a turning point in the civil rights movement that helped usher in the 1965 Voting Rights Act. So it was an interesting point in history on this day. I don't know what the what was going on otherwise, astrology-wise. But Kathy, I thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Kathy has her own... Uh, business. It's called The Three Magi, and Magi is spelled M-A-G-I, thethreemagi.com. You can also contact her, set up an appointment if you like to go to by going to the website and reading the information and or calling her at 406-333-4804, 333-4804. I have one question. <laughs> The years you know? that I've been around, yeah, and hearing about the three magi, yeah. Does anyone happen to know what their names were? Yeah. What? Melchior. 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 Um, Balthazar. Yes. And Caspar. Well, yeah. See, y'all learn something new every day. I thought that is in some of the Christmas songs that you always say "Bahamak." <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> But like I mentioned, I, I used the Magi because I wanted to – they took astrology as sacred science. So you don't have to be a Catholic or Christian. It's not really a, a religious sense. It's just that you can look at your astrology in a very materialistic way, and sometimes it's helpful. But if you really want to look at it as the science of becoming, then you're going to think like maybe like the Magi, to understand the cycles, to yeah. look a little bit deeper, to look beyond – just think about what your star rising is about. See, the reason why you don't get it, Chuck, is because you always call them the three wise guys. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Bone Curly. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to make a comment on when the little civil rights, what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know the astrology of that particular event, but no. I remember that someone called in and said he was an Aquarian and that I hadn't spoken about Aquarians. Yes. So I take the opportunity to speak about two Aquarians that were instrumental in that particular time. Would you like to do that first or you want to take the call first? I'll take the call. Let's do the call, but hold on the thought. I want to hear what they have to say. Caller, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Your name, how can we help you, please? Good morning, you guys. This is Casey. Hey, Casey. Good morning to you. Yeah, you, this is one of the best shows you have ever had, I swear. <laughs> it, it's a, 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 such a, a passion of mine since the 80s, since I took an astrology class and I had a mentor who was like 20 years older than me from California, and I was in Oregon. Yeah, I was a, I had been a farmer, so we had we came from totally different polarities, and it was just really, really interesting. And I, and as I have, I, you know, I ended up having four children and comparing my children's astrology with my own. Edgar Casey Institute is a good one for that. I've belonged to it now for about four or five years. I have charts on everybody. And comparing my dad's and mine, I, I call it a composite because that's what 
my astrologer years ago called it, and it, then you can see how people get along. It's just like when, when Jacobus and I get together, and that bad moon rising, oh my God, thank you, Chuck, for playing that every time you play it. There's something, well, there's something about CCR anyway, but in the 60s, I was in such a growth period, and all of that music just stayed with me so much, especially the rhythm ones like like uh, Bad Moon Rising, yeah. and I uh, mean, I danced my fanny off to that, and, <laughs> and before I go in for that, I want to tell you, you know, when you have two regular callers besides me, Daniel is one, she nailed him, he needs to read this book, he needs to buy this book, it will, he, well, he's one that he will just in, investigate and do his research like, yeah. like Jacobus does. And he just, and I mean, he gets a whole, he gets one literal part of things, and then he kind of bounces it off to of Jacobus, I think, sometimes, who balances him out. And then, and Cliff, I don't like about, I don't like politics, so it's like, I was delighted, delighted to hear his wife. I mean, I would get along with her so well. She has a good, <laughs> she has a good sense of humor. She probably balances him well. I can see why, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, I can see that. And, and, uh, and she, I mean, she lightens up the, the whole scene. Come, and he's like, heavy with politics, you know. <laughs> and, but, I mean, both these people, they really, and they're smart people, but they really, it, I can see how anybody would benefit from this because it, she takes a different, well, first of all, she's at the very beginning of the show, she said she had a philosophy as major, as a minor. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, just what I've already read in the book here, and I've only had a couple of days. But this morning, I really I thought, oh, I need to read this, and just in case she's happened to be on today, because yeah. somebody told me that she might be on one of these days. And um, it, it, she, this is what gives her such a fascinating... Uh, way, I mean, she, she, she pulls you into it like, oh my God, I can relate to this, or I know so and so who would be, you know, who is like that. And it gives it a, a different way of understanding things. And I have a whole library of everything, but especially medical and, you know, a little bit of, you know, philosophical, but a lot of astrology. And uh, and I find it so interesting, and it's so helpful. Hers is helpful, too, in the same way that all the good books are written, because it helps you to realize what you might have as an inherent um, challenge. I don't want to say negativity, but a challenge in life. And, and then you realize, okay, so I accept that. Maybe it's something I'm naturally inclined to do. So how do I correct that? It will make myself happier, make me a better person. And this is what astrology has done for me. And I thought when I bought this book, a friend offered it and I says, oh, do you, you know, and, and it, it just sounded neat. Besides that, you know, uh, I'm, uh, my birthday is New Year's Eve, 1941, by the way, Kathy. Yeah. Thank and, you. Yeah. What? Thank you. Yeah, and uh, and I was born at two o'clock in the afternoon, and so I am. When I had my dad's and my astrology chart done, it was so neat because um, I, I can see that no wonder we only lived together. I only lived with him for two years till he divorced my mom in about two and a half years, I guess. I lived with him for one year. After that, we were so well, we were close the minute that when I was 15 and went in and moved in with he and his, his new family. And, uh, but we have the same moon and that moon is also our ascendant. And I, I hate to tell you this, but mm. she probably knows right away what it is now in her mind. I know she can, she has, she has, like, she's like you, she keeps all this stuff in her mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And You've so talked she, about so many things that I keep thinking I'm going to say this and then I'm going to say this and then we move on to that. But I'm, I would like to interrupt you right now if I might. 
Okay. Because when I was a, um, and I've been enjoying your comments very much, and thank you very much. When I was about 21 years old, I realized that 75% of the charts that I was were doing, the sun, moon, arising sign of uh, in the chart was the sun, moon, arising sign of one of the parents. Oh. And so I went, I was living in New York City, so I went to Samuel Weiser's bookstore to get the book about it. Mm. And there wasn't a book about it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And and so what you see is, uh, you see family themes, because what you're talking about with your your the moon sign um, being the same with your dad. And so it's, it's really one of, it's just very interesting and, and fascinating and does help us relate and understand one another better um, when we understand our, where we're coming from emotionally, right? And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's why the, the, the full year that I, well, 11 and a half months, I think Jehovah's, Jacobus has heard this before. Uh, he, uh, we, I totally, we totally, totally, totally understood each other. And we, and when the moons, oh my God, especially moon, that's when I learned about full moons was, and my dad wasn't really, you know, a very educated man or anything was, and had no idea what astrology really was, but we both knew that it, you know, we were both nature people. And so I take more, more than holidays and all, I, the, the change of the, the seasons, the, the quarterly changes are the big deal to me. And they always have been. I mean, I, I like to give gifts during that time. And that's the only time I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm kind of in a flux and I have to figure out what's going on. Yeah. That, that uh, yeah, there's a deep understanding. And it's like if, if Tuck would talk to you, you know, even about his, his wife and one well, the same thing, any couple, any couple. And then you could see your compatibility, what even drew you together and all. Yeah. But this lady, she writes, I mean, Kathy, you write it. Uh, at first I thought, oh, there's religion, there's religion. But, you know, it fits in. You know, and, that's what I felt, too. When I was yeah. reading the book, I thought of this very well written, very good words to explain something. It's understandable, and it's it's uh, you you pack a lot of information in sentence in simple sentences mm -hmm. that I go, wow, that is so well put. Yeah, and I highlighted a lot of stuff because it just made sense to me. Like, yeah, I well, you know what? This. One of the major challenges I, I want to. There's so many things I've thought about. What is your name, Casey? Casey, somebody, one thing I thought about was uh, my son, Eugenio, said to me in 2012, he goes, write a book, mom, and learn what it takes to write a book. Oh. So I spent that whole year writing the book, and I learned what it takes to write a book. Yes. But now what I'm what one of the pleasures of having written a book is all the feedback that I'm getting and the sharing that I'm doing, mm -hmm. and um, it's 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 really very wonderful. But one of the challenges of writing the book is I may have 10 different Aquarians going through my mind when I'm doing the Aquarian section. I may have 20 going through my mind. You mean like uh, people that happen to show up in your life? Or? or Well, I've, I've, I've worked with thousands of people. Yeah. I know I've studied history. So I, and there's the, so my target audience is anybody who, who wants to govern their stars. Anybody who's asking questions of life and reaching out. Yes. But there may be someone who is on a spiritual path. There may be someone who's not. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they want to know about this and this and this. So how can I write in a way that I could write to all these different people? Correct. There might be somebody who's really stuck in the negative part and needs help with it. There may be somebody else that doesn't really affect them. Yeah. You know, yeah. so how can I address all these things for all these people? And one point that you did make, Casey, I think every parent needs to know the sun sign at least of their child. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It, in fact, when the lady mentioned Chinese astrology, I, I've just, re- well, since I started studying Buddhism four or five years ago, I've, uh, I, I, somehow I ran onto a book, a used, used book, and, uh, bought it, and, uh, and it's really fun. It, I, I look at that as, because it changes every 12 years, but as a fun thing. Well, I happen to be a metal snake, and so that shows you comparisons when you're, when, you know, when someone else was born, how you might, uh, be compatible. And it's just a fun, interesting thing. I don't take it to heart like I do this one here. When you said, just, when she was just now saying that the, um, you know, I, I, I'm always, I'm so used to talking to Jacobus, I forget about including you like that. Quite all right. I'm here. We have, we have to go soon, though. Okay, cause, by the way, I'm, I like the way you say Virgo and not Virgo. I'm so used to hearing Jacobus say, don't do that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a Virgo moon. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm so used to deciphering what people are saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about Jacobus is that, and this is something that's true in life, uh, that, you know, the thing you love about somebody is what you can't stand. Oh, right. No. <laughs> so, but so, if, so if you, you know, he, Jacobus is also going to tell you this is what you need, or, or he's going to ask you all these questions. Or I recommend this, or I recommend that. And he has the, has it really detailed and really down, and he and you love that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But you might not like when he says, "Do this, do this, do that, do that." But maybe, you know, so you have. Um, I actually, I actually knew um, a, a Virgo who worked for my dentist, and he was so. Um, Condemnatory. He was so hard in her. I said he's the best dentist in the Northwest. You want to learn and do bet. You want to learn the best thing you can. Then put up with it for a while. Yes, yeah, so you I know. See. Or mm-hmm. if you're going to take it so much to heart, then you're, going, you're not going to learn the same. Figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I took somebody to Jacobus one time, and he had a, a <laughs> yeah. We were problem. talking about you. <laughs> Sorry. You want me to leave and go and take a break? Her time is almost <laughs> up. You know, okay. for this question. Okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I was just saying he imparts he. He helps you with all the knowledge he has in his mind with whatever your physical problem is. This is what he did for this young man. And how to circumvent the problem to get to an answer or a cure to it, you know, just by what he knows. And not just to sell products, but just what the man needs to, needed to know to prepare for cancer surgery and all. And it just, it was very fascinating. He, he just gives and gives and gives of himself. But I love no, him because you. he's a we thank Capricorn you. anyway. Yeah, thank I'll, you, I'll Casey. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Good call, Chuck. Casey, that uh, Creedence song, Bad Moon Rising, for many years, Beth thought they were saying there's a bathroom on the right. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. But you know what? I I have... That's too funny. uh, Come on. No, true. That's true? Yeah, it's true, yeah. It does sound like it's in a song. Oh, but, my gosh. But you're saying you're a student of history. Now, do you have any idea when Charles Martel, the son of Charlemagne, when he was born, what month? Do you know? No. Well, no, but I, but I, that you, you reminded me of what I was going to talk about. Remember we were well, talking? <laughs> yeah. Remember we were talking about the uh, civil rights movement? Right, yeah. right, right. And I said about uh, what was happening in Selma. I don't know the astrology of that event, although we can look it up. But there were two, two people uh, in that whole time period. One of them was Jackie Robinson. And he was that great. He was the first uh, black baseball player. You can see the movie 42. It's fantastic. Great, great movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was Aquarius. 
right? He was a double Aquarius. I didn't put him in here because he's going to be in my moon book. So Aquarius, some, we had an Aquarian uh, caller coming in. Aquarians dare to be different. Not only do they dare to be different, they're different anyway. The fact that Aquarians used to be like really quirky, you know, almost weird. But now that we're in the Aquarian age, we're all becoming like that. But, <laughs> but, but uh, Rosa, remember Rosa Parks? Yes. Uh, she was Aquarian too. So, yeah. So that was uh, in Selma 1965. That was um, when there was this uprising, and that had to do with the civil rights movement. Interesting. Yeah, and we have, we actually, I do mention Martin Luther King here in the Capricorn section. Okay. I think he said, all progress is precarious. Mm. <laughs> no, in other words, every time that you, what I think <clears throat> is meant by that is Capricorn's walking up the mountain, right? Yes. And every time you accomplish something, it becomes the plateau for the next yeah. next step up. I'd like to ask you in the next uh, half if I have a chance, but it looks like we have a caller back. Caller, thank you for joining us today. What's your name? How can we help you? Yeah, I got a question. Yeah, and, go for uh, it. We have very short. Of, we have very short time. It's called. No, I'm not going to be long winded. Um, <laughs> have you heard of the book of birthdays? No. And I don't. I can't pronounce the names of the, the two people on it, but it gives you the. I mean, it's a darn darn good book because it. It tells you, and you can pretty much read from that book and tell anybody, all, and all you need is their date and their birthday. I mean, you know, the month and day. Yes. So, have you ever heard of that book, man? I never heard of it, but I, can I, I want to tell you a funny story. Go that, for it. That uh, I once had a, a South American client and she wasn't sure about her time of birth. But she gave me her time of birth. And so I knew her to be a cancer. Yes. And she was very, very emotional. She was almost crying. You know, she seemed like a cancer. Cancers are very emotional. But then her mother, she called her mother and her mother gave her a right time of birth. And the son had moved into Leo. Ah. So she was actually a Leo. Uh-huh. And she goes, well, how can that be possible? You yeah. know, I'm, I'm so emotional. I'm like a cancer. Well, she worked in a zoo. And that's a very Leo thing to do, mm-hmm. but it ended up that the moon also had moved, and it had moved out of Gem- it had moved out of Gemini into Cancer. So she got the combination anyway. So even you know, it's good to know the date, but you might want to call an astrologer and get it precisely, especially if you're born the cusp. All right, sorry we got to run. We have thank a you break for that. coming up. When we come back, we're going to finish out the show for the last half hour. Thanks so much for listening. We will be right back. Kathy, thanks for being here today. Yeah. Great guest. Just having a good time. We are. I have something I'd like to bring up. Please do. All right. I was thinking about Casey talking about uh, knowing her moon sign, her dad's moon sign. And and um, just in case my youngest daughter is listening, uh-huh. she's the fourth. Uh-huh. I, I want to make sure that we didn't forget about her. Because okay. when you were doing the introduction, you talked <laughs> about my three oldest. But, you know, my three oldest now adult children, they're all they're, um they have the twins that are the Leo. Yes. They're Leo. And then I have an Aries. Yes. So fire. So we had a lot of fire. We'd have people come and say, I'm going to teach your children how to be quiet at the table. And I knew there's not a prayer. You know, it's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> you know? They, they had so yeah. much spirit. But yes. then my last daughter, my fourth daughter, my, the last child, she's a cancer with a Scorpio rising. Mm-hmm. So it was a whole different energy for me to work with. Oh. To be to learn her sensitivity and her response to life and the way and and her feelings about things and her perception mm. and understanding her astrology certainly uh, made a great difference. Wow, 
Yeah. I, I think it is indeed uh, almost essential. You, you mentioned here about the Child Star and the other book you wrote that parents, it will be such an amazing tool for parents to become educated and to share the knowledge and understanding, mm. first of all, in the way they work with their children, but at the same time, to in a playful way, educate their children on these uh, naturally occurring uh, things that happen in this, through the stars and affect our daily life. Yeah, and, and you can order a report from me at 333-4804. Correct. And, uh, you know, like the Aries child. The Aries child, the Arians need to learn how to control the fire that's in them. So the Arian child, because they're very physical, zip, zip, where'd he go? You know, he just ran here, ran here, you know. But what he needs is patience. He needs to learn patience. He doesn't have it yet. But his parents are taxed to give him the example of patience that he so sorely needs. But it's mm. it's scary. It's frustrating for them sometimes. So, mm. so it's also the dynamic between the parents and the child in the family. Yeah. You know, my mm. young, Ellie, my youngest, um, does have a much more res- emotional response than the fiery older three. I see. It's the way she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in areas. No, my no, young, my youngest is a cancer. Cancer. But cancer. for example, if you're dealing with a cancer in a relationship or with a child, um, then they they want to feel comforted before they start talking about things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you have a fire, if you have an air sign child, yeah. then they want to talk to be comforted. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know that, you can be very frustrated. Mm-hmm. But just say you have uh, a Libra with a Scorpio, right? Yeah. The Libra loves. If we can talk about it and work it out, like Chuck's wife, if we can work it out, then it's everything will work out. But he may not want to talk right then he may just want to he's not ready to talk he may just need to feel good he may just need to yeah. eat his favorite food or just feel good or ah, something like that he glares <laughs> so, <laughs> so just knowing that di- just knowing that can change a whole dynamic that otherwise keeps going on and on yeah. and on and on, and on. Mm. my wife is an Aries, yeah. and i see a lot of her great qualities it's funny how she loves to read more about astrology and understand more about it and how she is catching herself at times when she is, let's call it, slipping or when she is being challenged with some of the the, the things that could pop up. And um, I, I can really appreciate that because she just, uh, she says, oh, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing and I shouldn't be doing it. And uh, so I think that is the next step in learning to, first of all, recognize it and then figure out a way how you can control that more and more so that you exactly that. Mm-hmm. and and also when it's apt to happen mm-hmm. so for example aries um, aries person because aries has to do with mars they and because they're so spirited they may have to they may have be very reactive mm-hmm. you can look at the life there you could well they can be very reactive and so just say an aries person tends to be angry or or argumentative is it an aries or uh, Mars, the god of war. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. But so, it, but but uh, it's also the co-ruler of Scorpio. Just to let you know. But it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a what? Co-ruler of Scorpio. Oh. But it's not. It's not all a bad guy. But it's. But the thing is, you know, if you you if you're going to the what we call Martian energy in this book, if you're going to react in a negative way, in an aggressive way, if you're going to argue, not argue a point for truth, but argue just for the sake of argumentation and alienate others. Mm-hmm. And just say you realize that you do that. And this is how, this is a problem in your relationship. And you decide, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore because when I argue, it's, it shoves so-and-so away. Then, then there's only like three steps that happen and you, 
can relapse. And if you understand what the steps are, if you get it on the second step, it doesn't happen anymore. And then you learn in you learn in Aries to to be fiery, to have opinions, but to listen, to listen to others, to not always believe you're right. I see. And and to have greater serenity. So what are the three steps? Well, it depends. Whatever. Oh. In other words, if you give me, if you come, to, if a couple comes to me, yeah. and they're saying that uh, they always are having the same problem all the time, mm-hmm. and I say, tell me, give me an example, mm. and they say, well, first he says this, and then she says this, and then this, and this, and this, and this. So usually, there's in any situation, whether even with yourself, whether you're talking about fear, whether you're talking about anger, anything you don't want to do, it happens because of this happens, which that usually like five different steps, but by the third one. There's nothing you can do. It has to carry itself through. I the see. energy has too much momentum mm. on it. But if you know, when he says this, I say, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So then you say, when he says that, I'm going to sit, take a breath and say, hmm, there may be some truth in what he says. I'm not going to I'm not going to react to it or take it personally. I may say, really? Is that what you mean? Changes mm. the whole dynamic. It does. And you it can't does. expect, and the only one you can change is yourself. It's true. So- the other person may or may not change, but you can change yourself. And by changing yourself, you change the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that is why it's transformational astrology. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it, you transform your astrology. You, uh, you get to a certain point where prediction falls by the wayside. Yes. Where what's going to happen? Well, it depends. If the person who's really conscious of their choices and aware of life, then there could be a cycle and it could be a very propitious cycle. It could be a difficult, but you really can't tell. But the person who says, I just want, this is a Kabbalistic concept. The person who says, I just want to be free to do whatever I want to do. Right. I can say to them, this will happen. This will happen. This will happen. This will happen. This will happen because their, their karma, um, limits them because whenever you want freedom, you have to have discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So th- then we're getting into spiritual astrology and the path. Yeah. But to me, um, I, what I like about your work is that you do include uh, you do include the spirit in it, and and I often said that this program Gesundheit with Jacobus is about body, mind, and spirit, because we have a tendency to want to talk about diseases or disorders. But if you don't incorporate the spiritual part into it, whatever that means to a certain individual, I think it becomes much tougher. To find true yeah. healing, it is a it's it's more a, a complete healing this way, and I um, I like that part of the show, and I like that part of your work that you incorporate the spirit into it, because there are plenty of people who look at astrology and work with astrology who do not incorporate that. Is is it possible, or do, does pretty much everybody who does astrology work with the spiritual aspect? No, not everybody works uh, with the spiritual a- aspect. So, number one, there are people who are really on a spiritual path. Okay. And, for example, in the cancer section, uh, remember we talked about cancers being emotional? Yeah. So, one of the uh, historical people I talk about is the Dalai Lama. Oh, yes. Right? And so, I have a quote from him. He says, A great rock is not disturbed by the wind. The mind of a wise man is not disturbed by either honor or abuse. Mm-hmm. So, anybody who's in anybody, any cancer who wants to learn to have greater self-reflection and harmony, maybe they'll, they'll get a... They're going to read more of the Dalai Lama. They can learn about that. They can learn about the times. Astrology, to me, without having a spirituality, doesn't make that much sense. I see. You know, because it really, ultimately, it's going to be about you uh, making your negatives opportunity and expanding your positives and being a more loving person. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. a more loving, communicative person mm-hmm. and enjoying your life and fulfilling your reason for being. I know that when Ronald Reagan was president, uh, jokes were being made about Nancy Reagan saying that uh, Ronnie should not be at certain <laughs> meetings because she was reading in his daily astrology chart that it may not be a good day for him to meet with Gorbachev or whoever he had to. Uh, I think people started ridiculing astrology a little bit. Um was an interesting point, though, that it came out in the news that she was very interested in astrology. Well, yeah, and then the astrologer went and wrote this whole book about it, which I, I thought was kind of blowing confidentiality. But, you know, there are days that are more propitious than others to do things. Mm-hmm. So if we have a chance to choose, and that's where you might want to get a forecast report, then we'll choose the day that's more propitious. We, but if you have to do something under a Mercury retrograde or you have to do something where the astrology isn't 100% favorable, then you, you make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, make, you make the energies work for you. But if you can choose, you, you definitely – we're not superstitious, but we need everything we can get to make things work well. Yes. I, do we have a call, Chuck? Oh. Uh, we – one thing I, I was going to ask you um, – one thing is true about life is that we're all going to die and we cannot pick that date and it's always luckily we don't have a crystal ball we don't know when and what time etc i sometimes wonder what is going what could be going on in a chart of somebody who is driving following the rules of traffic paying attention not on a cell phone not listening to not listening to the radio totally focused on the road gets sideswept by a drunk driver is killed or people who walk down the street get jumped on by a robber get stabbed to death or shot to death that life is over and you sometimes wonder if something was going on on that chart at the time that said there is great danger looming ahead or something Okay, well, there, that, there's a lot involved in that question. Sure. No, but um, because we don't, we don't know what's going to happen Correct. when. And my, you may know about my son Eduardo. Yes. Who had a um, a life and death experience, he did. right? Uh-huh. Where he was electrocuted, and mm-hmm. Eduardo Garcia. You can. It's just, and what he came out with with that experience, and he goes around the world now motivating people, and uh, he, that every moment counts. Mm-hmm. You know, his brother who has the same chart is always saying carpe diem. Choose the moment, you know, grab the moment. So he learned that every moment is a gift of life. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to happen when. So you have to make, no matter what's going on, you have to make every moment, give it everything you have and make the most of it. So that's probably the most important thing that can be said about that. Then sometimes things happen and people want to know, was it a date with destiny? Right. You know, was it, now I'm, I can't exactly tell them that, but for example, there was somebody who got in a car, a man who was in his twenties, he got in a car accident and he did pass on. His mother wanted to know, um, in his chart, it was a Neptune thing. A uh, Neptune was on his, his son. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't necessarily, and Mars was involved, but what happened is he fell asleep at the wheel. Yes. Oh, and that, and so, you know, uh, that's something that pro- may have been, that was what the cause of it was. Uh, I once met somebody years ago when I was a little bit more direct about the way I did astrology, perhaps. I was waiting for the wife. The wife didn't, you know, she was late. I said, uh-oh, let's do your chart. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, there's there's times, Jacobus, that you can race down the highway and, and not get a ticket. And there's times 
probably should mm-hmm. better watch. Yes. So I said, you know, there's there's a potential of danger in your chart in the next uh, f- f- the next month. So and he believed in angels. So I said, if I were you, I would be a little bit on the cautious side. And if you believe in angels, pray to Archangel Michael. So three weeks later, he comes to me and he's shaking and he said, it happened. Oh, and I God. said, what happened? And he goes, remember you told me? I said, oh, oh yeah, what happened? He said, I got hit by a train. Really. And he said, my car is, is crumpled, Cold. but I'm totally fine. Huh. And so maybe it would have worked out different if you weren't praying to the angels or if you hadn't been cautious. I see. You know, so you can say this is, or somebody, when somebody's having a pregnancy, anyone in a pregnancy should have a certain degree of care. But you can say during this period, particularly, don't stay up too late. Uh, you know, this time you want to be careful. I always try to put it positively. Yes. But you don't, in other words, there's a time where a miscarriage may be more probable I see. than others. You might uh-huh. have a miscarriage anyway. Mm-hmm. It may point to something else in the chart. Correct. Uh, somebody who once had a miscarriage, now she has three children. Wow. She had uh, Saturn and Leo. And Leo has to do with uh, the uterus. Yes. And that went back to her relationship with her father. Uh-huh. And so I directed her to with her husband to go into her inner child work with the husband with and heal herself and to do some um, dis- to do some herbal work anyway she's had three kids but that's what she had to do hmm. she had to do some inner work hmm. so it's kind of because of our time I've answered elements of that question but and and also in the World Trade Center yes um, age 28 and a half to 30 is one of the most important times in life mm-hmm. uh, the Saturn return. And there was a lot of people uh, in that list of 3,000 that perished that Is were- Is that right? You know, so it may, if that makes you think that may have been a date with destiny. Wow. But you can't say definitively. Sure, sure, sure. I know a man who did, who a woman who lost her husband, and it looked like, looking at the chart, that that was what was the case. Mm. And then in the cancer, um, last on this, is in the cancer- chapter, I do talk about Princess Diana. Yes. And her chart with the day of her passing. Yes. But I can't say that she wasn't doing anything that led to it. You right. cannot say Well, you said you were giving me the example of someone yeah, yeah, who seemed... Yeah. But well, she was, they were speeding, for they, one thing. They were speeding. It was not her fault, of course, but it was... Yeah, but there was... But if I had seen her chart ahead of time, you know, or even wanted to know, was this a conspiracy? Well, it, it certainly seemed like a setup. Mm-hmm. It certainly seemed like there was a lot going on. But then again, she was more than just a person. She was a figure. Yeah. So... Don't you... Didn't she have the same sun sign as Mother Teresa? No. Oh, she did no, not. No, but she was very good friends with Mother Teresa. Okay. And they passed on within a week of each other. Yes. But she was a cancer. Mother Teresa was a Virgo. Aha. Uh-huh. And so those, again, those are both mother signs. They were mother icons uh, of the last century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and they had a very close relationship. And who knows what, you know, what on the soul level they were together. Mm. I know we're close to the to the end of the show, and I really appreciate it. And I invite anybody to come over to the Gesundheit Nutrition Center at about 1 o'clock, 1 to 3.30, and see Kathy Garcia over there and get a copy of her book, The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac. It is uh, well worth the $20 that uh, you get, that you spent, and you have a chance to meet her and have her sign the copy of your personal book. It is interesting also, uh, one thing that you say, and we, we have to brief about this, 
We have the sun sign, but we keep moving those 24 hours in a day. And twice a day, at least, we move through all the signs of the zodiac. So there's continuous movement and change, and it is very alive, and it is, it's, it's, it's vibrant, and it's, it's really special to, to be alive and to, to experience all this. Yes. Well, that's true. Um, that's true. I think we have a caller coming in. We do? No, oh, we, we don't. don't? Have a no. no, yeah, th- it is, and and it shows also astrology is about relationship. Uh huh. So it's our relationship to to everything else around us, even our like you're saying, a relationship to a day and the hours in the day. Yeah. And you could you can see that some days there are going to be hours in the day which are going to flow better than others, or this and that. Everything is opportunity. That's what it comes at down to. Mm. Everything is opportunity. Yeah, everything is opportunity. Well, I really, really appreciate it. It's a great time. Yeah, we did. I had no idea what this was going to be, but I I love your book. It's very well written, very great information. And uh, you were great with the the callers. And so thanks so much for being here. It went so fast, Jacobus. It does go fast. That's right. Yeah, we went through the Zodiac three times. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours. And I can't wait to to be at Gesundheit. And I very much look forward to meeting the people that come. All right. Well, thank you so much and all the best with your work. We'll be back next week, Saturday, from 8 to 11. See you then.